Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, St. Louis Cardinals fans, and welcome to another Believe in Cardinals podcast. As always, I am your host, Braxton Wheeler. Today's date is February 24th, 2023, and this is episode number nine. You can find this podcast wherever you listen to your favorite shows, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SiriusXM, Amazon Music, Pandora, and many more. If you enjoy this show, please hit the subscribe button so you can be a part of the First Listen Club every time a new show is posted about the birds on the bat. You can also follow me on Twitter. That is Brax, B-R-A-X-X-X 26. As I post content daily and send me a message whenever you'd like if you want to hear something specific on the show. All right, guys, welcome in. Uh, actually, I had some people ask, well, why is my Twitter name Brax 26? Like, where's the 26 come from? Well, that 26 is actually my favorite number. That was my number in college. Um, I kind of bounced around numbers my whole life. I, never, I don't know if everyone has a favorite number, but when I was younger, my favorite number was always like it started out as 10 and then it became 11 when I got to start to play high school baseball, I chose number 11. And then when I was playing high school football, playing quarterback and I might love Tim Tebow. So it was, I played, I was number 15 in football and then I got to college and they assigned me number 26 when I was a freshman in college. And then I stuck with 26 all four years of college. So anyway, that's where the Rax 26 comes from. Anyway, look, guys, this is uh, it's the last episode we'll have before St. Louis Cardinals baseball, which opens up tomorrow versus the Washington Nationals. I cannot wait. I'm actually flying to spring training later today, um, flying to Fort Lauderdale, and then I'm going to drive to Jupiter, Florida. I cannot wait. I'm going to be there for the first three games. I'm really, really excited. This episode is going to be very quick, but a little more laid back. I kind of just want to take a step back and simplify the team as best I can. And really, let's just appreciate what baseball is, you know. So I'm going to talk a little bit like what's the best ballpark food, you know, in my opinion. What do I think the three best ballpark foods are and the worst ballpark foods? So I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go three, two, one, and then three, two, one of both from worst and the best. Also, I just want to simplify the team as best I can. Um, you know, this for the through the first eight episodes of this podcast, I've really we've, we've dug deep into this team, everything from pitching um, to what questions to watch out for in spring training, you know, position players, what we didn't do in the offseason, what we did do in the offseason. And, you know, sometimes you talk about this stuff so much in the offseason that you can kind of, I don't want to say have any hot takes, but you're like, talk about it to the point that you beat it down so much that there's nothing else really to talk about besides let the guys go out and play. So anyway, I'm going to do that and I'm going to simplify the team a little bit. And then, uh, yeah, we're just, it's going to happen, man. The next time we talk and have a podcast, we're actually going to have baseball to talk about. We're going to see what the prospects are going to do. We're going to see how Adam Wainwright starts on Saturday. I mean, I'm just so excited. So, anyway, if you guys disagree with this list of what the best and worst ballpark foods are, let me know, okay? So, everyone always already talked about how baseball has this distinct smell that you just can't you just can't name it, right? Like you just, I don't even know what it's called. Like some people say, oh, it's like the spring smell in the air, you know, but you can't actually pinpoint exactly what that name is of that. It's the same thing when it comes to baseball and in the smell of the food in the ballpark. 
I think they go hand in hand. The smell of the smell of the fresh cut grass, the smell of baseball season, but also within that is the smell of the grill. It really is. Smell of hot dogs and hamburgers. And even when you were playing baseball, like I remember in high school, <clears throat> you know, we go out there and warm up and they start playing like classic 80s rock because the coaches would pick the music. And I, I mean, don't get me wrong, I liked it a lot, but like I, I hear that and then I smell when I hear that music, I start thinking of the smells. And then you have the dads in high school who start, you know, cooking on the grill. And even in college, you could smell the people cooking on the grill. So I'm just excited. It's just, it's a great smell. I can't wait to smell it tomorrow. Um, anyway, so three worst. Here are the three worst ballpark foods that you can have. And this this doesn't include like like beer or anything like that or anything to drink. This is strictly just food, okay? All right, so number three worst. So three is not, you know, the absolute worst. One would be the worst. So three, cotton candy. Co- no, no way. Cotton candy is awful. And I, I mean, maybe I can have a cotton candy here and there at a fair, but if I if, if I see someone come with a cotton candy at a baseball game, unless you're like a kid, all right, I, I guess it's fine. But man, cotton candy, I think it's gross. Number two, and I might get I might get some uh some backlash on this, but I think hamburgers. Ooh, I mean hamburger, even a cheeseburger. Now I prefer a cheeseburger, but if you just show up at a ballpark and you eat a hamburger. No way. Nope. You can't do that. I think that's borderline a disgrace. Do not get a hamburger at a baseball game. This is just my opinion, of course. And number one, the overall worst ballpark food that you can come with. It's like if you show up to a if you show up to a major league baseball game and you sit next to me with this item, I might slap it out of your hand. All right. Yeah, I might have to pay you for it because it's going to cost you $15. But if you show up with this. Drum roll, please. A corn dog. If you show up to a baseball game with a corn dog in your hand, you need to be kicked out of the stadium. Now, maybe I just don't like corn dogs. I've never liked any part of a corn dog. Not at a fair, not at a baseball game, not at a football game, not in a microwave, not at the grocery store. Number one, a corn dog. All right. Uh, Let's transition. What do I think the three best baseball ballpark foods are? Okay. The three best. At number three, you can never go wrong. And I kind of tied two things into one here. Peanuts and Cracker Jacks. Okay. You can show up to a baseball game. Let's say you went out to eat, you know, before the game with your family. Or you, you left your house and had dinner. You can always show up to a baseball game and eat on some peanuts. If you're, you show up to a game and you have peanuts, you're good. You can sit there. It occupies you. They're cheap. Okay, it's probably the cheapest thing you can get at a ballpark. Definitely peanuts, number three. And Cracker Jacks, you can't go wrong. And if you get Cracker Jacks, peanuts are inside the Cracker Jacks. But I like peanuts straight up when I can just open the bag, crack the shell, and eat them. Okay, number two. And this, I don't want to say it's a hot take, too, but some people might, uh, I say is Dippin' Dots. There is nothing better on a summer day, I don't care if I'm 25. I feel the same if I was 12, 25, 65, or 95. Dippin' Dots. Now, not the package Dippin' Dots. It has to be the, the, the cashier has to open the thing up and take the Dippin' Dots, and they have to pour it in the cup. That is the number two ballpark food, in my opinion, is Dippin' Dots. And cookie dough Dippin' Dots on a hot summer day, come on. And number one, 
the best ballpark food that you can possibly have, and you I'm sure you can guess it, and Dippin' Dots goes great after you get this item. Number one, hot dogs. I don't care what type of hot dog, preferably a chili cheese hot dog. If you go a chili cheese hot dog, and then you snack on some peanuts and Cracker Jacks as a side, and then you eat Dippin' Dots at the end, what more can you ask for? So that is that is the iconic combo. You show up, chili cheese hot dog, boom. Peanuts and Cracker Jacks on the side, boom. All right, whether you like to drink beer, you can put that on the side. Whether you like to drink soda, you put that on the side. Whether you like to drink water, it doesn't matter. All three of these. And then finish it off with some Dippin' Dots about the sixth inning, right? Sixth, seventh inning. Take you to the end of the game. So anyway, uh, that is my three favorite and three worst ballpark foods. And I had to throw an honorable mention in there. I had them in the MI original list as best food at number three, but I com- I took it out was chicken tenders. Chicken tenders is tough because some chicken tenders at ballparks are good. Like I went to the Washington Nationals, fantastic. Just amazing, phenomenal. But then you go to some baseball games and chicken tenders are like, eh, it's just dripping grease. They're kind of soggy. So yeah, I couldn't go with that. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to take a quick little song break here about 20 seconds, and I'm going to come back, and I'm just going to finish the episode. We're going to simplify the team right before spring training kicks off tomorrow. Welcome back to the Believe in Cardinals podcast. As always, I am your host, Braxton Wheeler. Uh, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast, like the podcast, share the podcast, tell your friends about the podcast, and uh, I appreciate it. We've had some pretty good numbers. They've been rising. I know it's going to take time to get some some traction, but if you've been listening, I really appreciate the support and continue to do so. It's only going to get better from here. Okay, <clears throat> so let's simplify this team a little bit. I've spent a lot of time talking about the outfield, but there's really three things I want to simplify this team with, and I think they're all positive because I think it's important for us to go into the first game of spring training on a positive note. The first thing I said is let's not overthink the outfield situation. I think I've been guilty of this myself. Um, what do I mean by don't overthink the outfield situation? Because it is a it is a glaring positive problem in my opinion. The Cardinals have a lot of depth, and that's a good thing. That's really what I want to say. The Cardinals have a lot of depth, and that's a good thing, right? We got guys like Alec Burleson, Dylan Carlson, Moises Gomez, Lars Newtbar, Tyler O'Neill, Juan Yepes, Brendan Donovan can get in there. But at the end of the day, every single one of these guys has a promising future, I think. Yes, it's a competition going on, but it's a good competition, right? Like, we, we have these guys, and if they don't necessarily work out, like I've said, we can use them as trade leverage, and I think that's what's going to happen come trade deadline. Um, I know it's a lot of outfielders on this team, but the future is bright with these guys. Like we've spent some time, like even Tyler O'Neill's been, you know, as a, as a center fielder, he's he's being considered as a center fielder this year for this team. And you know, whatever you want to think that means for Dylan Carlson, who we pretty much penciled in as a center fielder. Look, Dylan, I mean, Tyler O'Neill's a two-time Gold Glove winner. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's just this team is going to be really good regardless. 
and one of their strong suits is um, their, their outfield. And I think they're going to have a top five offense in baseball, and that's going to come in part because I think the outfielders are going to be really good. Look at Lars Newbar's numbers. He was like top 10 in everything you can think of at the end of the season last year. Everything. I'm talking up there with the best guys, everything from average to OPS to stolen bait. I mean, every stat that you can think about. Okay. Um, Anyway, number two, the future is bright. Okay. And it sounds simple, but it is. The future is bright. Between guys like Mason Wynn, right, the shortstop of the future, Jordan Walker, six foot five, two hundred and twenty pounds. He looks like he could he could he could fill in a frame of you know six foot five, a healthy two hundred and forty easily at his age. Like, I think it was a way overblown thing this offseason as Cardinals fans to talk about why didn't we go try and pursue a Dansby Swanson or why didn't we try and get a Carlos Correa or one of these really big time you know shortstop prospects. Well, the more I think about it. No, we didn't need to. This team, Nolan Arenado just said a couple days ago, he said in an interview, he said, Tommy Edmond is the best infielder he's ever played with in his entire career, ever. He said, you know, you can go find the audio. I tried to pull the clip, but it was hard to find. But from shortstop and second base, he said he plays that better than almost anybody's ever seen. Not many guys can do that. And it's the truth, right? So the future is bright. I don't think the Cardinals have any issue with you know, say, hey, Tommy Edmond, play play shortstop for this team for one more year, maybe two more years, even three more years while Mason Wynn develops, right? Mason Wynn had great numbers last year in, in the minor league system. He is a really good prospect. Some people believe that he has just as much as an upside, if not more than Jordan Walker, okay? And that's that's amazing to hear, right? So also on top of that, how, future, how bright is the future going to be? Can Jordan Walker, you know, break into the, into the club, you know, this spring training? Well, he might. You know, I think it's going to take a lot. If I had, if I was a, you know, if I was a betting man, which I kind of am, I would still say he's not going to start opening day. I don't think there's any question we're going to see him this year on the Cardinals team. But, uh, you know, it's going to take sort of a, a early, you know, 2001 type Albert Pujols spring training, in my opinion, for Jordan Walker to go um, make this opening day roster. But it doesn't matter. He hasn't even taken a Triple A at bat, right? So no pressure there. Um, so the team has no problem. They're comfortable with Tommy Edmond holding down shortstop until guys like, you know, Mason Wynn and, and you know, the future, man. We, we got a future. Um, even guys like Nolan Gorman, we all wanted him to join the big league club. Let's, let's, let's think about that. Last year, in the last two years, everyone is just, oh, we, you know, Nolan Gorman, Nolan Gorman, Nolan Gorman. Excuse me. You know, everybody wanted Nolan Gorman to make the big league team. We saw what he was doing in Memphis. He was hitting balls out of the entire park, right? And Nolan Gorman finally gets his call up, and he does great. Nolan Gorman was insane for the big league club when he started. He still hit a lot of home runs, and he had a, he had a really successful season you know, outside of his last 75 at-bats. And a lot of times, as fans, we like to have you know, recency. You know, our, we have recency bias, and our memory's too quick. It's like, oh, man, you know, he's like, what is he, 22 years old, I think? Like, he had a great season. He's, his upside is amazing. So let's not forget, Cardinals fans, we were just begging for this guy to be on the major league roster. And he had a great start. And just because he struggled a little bit in his last 75 at-bats, that's not a big deal. I mean, what do we – I mean, come on, man. He's, he was a young kid. He, he, did, he did great. So keep that in mind. You know, we wanted him to be on the roster. Now he's here. Let's not, you know, give up on him or like, hey, where does he fit in? It is a good question, but it's positive future. And if he doesn't work out here, then guess what? Let's trade him for a – let's trade him for, a you know, an arm that it's going to give us a World Series opportunity. Um, also last point and, you know, yes, pitching is a concern. And I do think 
after I really thought about it, the Cardinals have to probably make a move if our guys don't work out like they pan to, okay? If the Cardinals can trade for a number one ace, I'm talking a guy that scares you to the core, you know, a guy that comes up every outing is a 10 strikeout guy or more, okay? And I'm not all into strikeouts, but you know what I mean. Because pitching is so important right now because if the Cardinals don't get a top two seed and they don't automatically secure a best out of five series, they're going to have to play a best out of three wild card series, okay? And that's why I think pitching is so important more now than ever, okay? Like, a best out of three series, if you have a scary ace at one and then you have a guy like Jack Flaherty or Miles Michaelis or somebody that can go at two that's almost like right on that fringe of an ace, you're going to be hard to beat, okay? Going to be hard to beat. Um, you know, but the, the, I believe the Cardinals have the guys in place right now to win a lot of baseball games, especially inside the NL Central. I don't think there's any question there. The Cardinals do have all those guys that we need to win a lot of baseball games. I think the Cardinals can win the NL Central by five-plus games with the roster that they have at, at this moment. They won't have to move one piece. I think they win the NL Central by five-plus games, okay? Uh, I think the Cubs are going to be sneaky good. I think they're going to creep up. They're going to they're be better than we think. We're going to look in late you know, August, and they're going to kind of be there. But I think we'll start building separations in September. I think the Brewers are kind of the same way. Um, I don't trust the Brewers much. Um, as I mean, I trust the Brewers more than the Cubs, but I don't trust the Brewers, you know, as much to actually be, take the Cardinals in El Central title. And last thing I want to say before spring training starts tomorrow is just enjoy the season, okay? Um, just enjoy the season. Enjoy the smells that we were talking about. Enjoy the food smells. Enjoy eating the food. Enjoy going to the games. You know, enjoy the good weather, and you know, enjoy the optimism of the season. Enjoy. The opportunity, you know, the, enjoy the opportunity that this team has in front of them. Okay. Think about this. The Cardinals might have a top five offense. Okay. If the Cardinals starting pitchers perform to, you know, stay healthy and perform like we know they can, Miles Michaelis, Jack Flaherty, Steven Matz, Adam Wainwright, Jordan Montgomery, they can win us a lot of games. You know, we have a bright future. We get to see Jordan Walker. We get to see Mason win. We get to see all these guys perform. Okay. We have a bright future with them. And guess what? All these outfielders, we can actually trade them for good pieces and keep a strong system in place. So there's not many teams that can say the same thing about the Cardinals. And their payroll's not even crazy. We talk about how we wish they'd spend more money. They don't always have to spend more money. We're winning games. Think about it. It's, 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 it's something to say about a team that's winning 90-plus games. That, you know, they, we're still telling them to spend money. So guess what? When they do, who knows? Maybe the Cardinals get their 12th championship. All right. That's all I got. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, I'm really, really excited for opening or excuse me, opening, yeah, opening day of spring training tomorrow. Look like I'm going to record the next podcast unless something crazy happens where I can find a way to film one after spring training um, Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. But it looks like the next podcast I'll film will be Tuesday, goodness, or, or Wednesday, okay? And then uh, I'll be back home then. So anyway, that's all I got. As always, this is the Believe in Cardinals podcast, and I am your host, Braxton Wheeler. Have a fantastic evening, and go Cardinals. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.